It's 6am, rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, a lot's changed since the last time I talked to you. Man, everything's going crazy. Yeah, cray cray in the sports world. So yes. What's going on. And, and you know, if you listen to this show regularly, yeah, I haven't been here for a few days. Thursday, Friday, Monday, I had to take a little hiatus. The daily grind took uh, precedent, and uh, but we're back and we're we're ready to go. Uh, but but man, what a difference! Uh, you know, Wednesday I uh, had Carson on Carson Crouch. He he did a great job, and uh, and and we we decided to do some do some pre records. Listen to Lon Hersbrin again. Uh, you, you know, listen to to the Coach Fickert interview yesterday, uh, former Maryville College coach, and uh, and and then had the David and 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 Derek Evans show there on Thursday. But but man, what a what a change! As uh, you know, we went conference only and and thought we were good there, and, and then just flip switch. People were going, you know what? Maybe we just won't play. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering what the actual change point was. Like, is it just numbers increasing to climb, or did something actually happen? Or? Yeah, I don't know. The the what we're talking about is Big Ten, Pac-12 is they're 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 scheduled to meet today, possibly vote today on the potential of cancellation or postponement of fall football. And and, and you know we've we've talked about this for for several months now i mean basically since this whole thing went out like how would this happen what would this do to football uh in moving forward and, and looks like we're at kind of a fever pitch in those two conferences uh about what that's going to look like as we've went conference only you've saw or seen uh you've seen smaller conferences i.e usa south for for Maryville college or or the southern athletic conference for for carson newman locally those two conferences have said, you know what, we're going to postpone until uh, the spring, see what happens. Again, they weren't playing those big-name schools, uh, D1 schools, so really that revenue wasn't going to be there, so why take the risk, right? And, and I kind of understood that. Then the MAC kind of jumped on board. Then the Mountain West yesterday, I think, announced uh, that they'll postpone or cancel. Um, and it just continues to domino down. And, and and yesterday was one of those interesting moments in sports to where fan voice starts to creep up. And I, I enjoyed it because, you know, I like I like the dynamic that, that that brings to the table. But yesterday there was a there was a big player voice come out that said we want to play. Uh, both that came from uh, a lot of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, the conference has pushed a lot lot harder for that. Uh, and but also there's there's Across the country, a lot of different schools, players are saying, "You're not going to ask us." And I, I think, I think you make a good point. What, what is, what has driven this decision? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, and I don't want to put blame where it's not, not designated. But um, 
in my opinion, you can't discount the fact that there was two in those two conferences that are meeting today to vote. There were players' unions that were disputing the the risk and the healthcare influence uh, of playing football. Wow. Uh, so I'm interested in in whether that is a that's a factor. Is it is it a straight up you know. Uh, a lot of people are pointing to the health risk that is the uh, the heart inflammation that can be a long-lasting effect from, from COVID-19 or has, has been linked to COVID-19. I use air quotes. Um, I, I just I understand that, that obviously that's a new, new uh, addition or what have you, but I don't understand uh, if that's where you're going to hang your hat, how you're going to let them continue to go to school. Uh, I, I think I think getting it playing football doesn't in my understanding and again Google searching deeply last night uh, football doesn't exacerbate that that symptom. Now, granted, anytime you get that heart rate up, you're gonna you're gonna influence the the workload that goes on your heart, right? Or right. So uh, I, I think anytime you're you're of course being athletic at any at any stretch you're you're putting more work on your heart but what i'm saying is is just because you don't have them playing football doesn't mean these athletes aren't going to be working out yeah and see and this this goes back to what we talked about during when we thought about like high school and stuff and we made the same point that you know how are you gonna you know not play football but still let them go to school and so for that my argument was well, it's high school. They kind of have to go to school or do virtual or something like that, but it's a requirement. This is not. This, this I think it's 2020. I don't know that there's living, breathing, you know, dying, maybe restroom breaks. I don't think there's any requirements anymore. Right. Well, it's, well not for college. I mean, you're not required, you know, by anything to go to college. So, in my opinion, if you're not going to play football, they, I mean, they don't have to go to school either. Because it's not a requirement. It's not something that they have to do. Now, the granted, the schools aren't going to want to hear that because there goes more revenue. Do, do you think that it has anything to do with, with just strictly mitigating liability? The the legal teams of said conferences or, or said institutions within a conference say, listen, we don't have a leg to stand on. because, And I think the NCAA has kind of crippled us. And, and us being the greater – greater sports world by saying we can't sign waivers well and that was what i was going to say was i think it's an aspect of it because unless you're going to put a waiver out there that says hey any complications due to this don't fall on us um i mean they're they're going to be liable and i I wouldn't say that that's a hundred percent but i i think there's a big part of it because i mean they're out there in close contact I mean, if they catch it, they catch it, but it could be very easily, and it could be because of the where we're at sitting right now, especially in a civil case where I'm like, hey, look what happened to me because I had to play football because they made me, even though that may not be the case, but it's a very easy argument and correlation to make, and people are going to be like, yeah, stick it to them. Yeah, I just – and maybe I'm – and maybe my SEC roots are just too deep. But in my opinion, uh, this isn't a you have to play. College athletics is not a have to play. You can walk away from any scholarship you want to. Now, there yep. may be extenuating. I, I don't know all the ins and outs of 
if you if you bail on a scholarship, the repayment or or what have you. But to me, this is this is cut and dry. You are you in in a general sense, basically after probably first semester of your freshman year are are a legal adult. Yeah, you make a decision. Uh, you're going to play. Uh, and you're going to understand the risk, and you're going to do the things that it takes to to keep that risk mitigated, or you're not. You're not going to play, and you go home, or you go to school, or or what have you. Uh, now, granted, there's a there's a trickle down effect to where don't play, no scholarship. Maybe you don't stay in school, uh, but at the same rate, I think we're in times such as this that that people would honor scholarships here in 2020 to keep you keep you. Uh, Keep you safe and keep you in a good frame of mind, but uh, I, I think it's a decision because nobody knows everybody's uh, scenario. Uh, nobody understands. Do you have a sibling with with respiratory issues? Are you? Does your grandparents live with you and they have they have underlying health issues? And there's just more risk for you than what we see on the surface. Again, I think us as fans and I and I lot us together is we see a, a you know eighteen to twenty two year old just athlete that if they catch covid individually they're fine you know what i'm saying but i think you know that side piece of who do they see when they go home Mm -hmm. their girlfriend their girlfriend's family their friend's 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 family i think that's where the underlying unknown is because you just Again, like you say, civil court or what have you, anything that's linked back to to college football is a is a ching ching. Exactly, it's a liability. Yeah. So I I think the Pac twelve and Big Ten, honestly, I don't know. I I I like to I like to bash on them, but I really think that they're just they they don't see a way to get away from risk, and they're already losing this revenue, and and I see it as a an opportunity to to one um be proactive maybe versus reactive and i can appreciate that side of it uh but i do see that it it may be uh if you if you don't have college football and you still have a 30-year campus with covid did you really did you really accomplish something and that that's that's where i'm at that's where i'm at we we've yet to step back on a college campus and we're talking about canceling football when when granted i'm just saying uh, and I went to I went to night school, so I don't even have like a semblance of what l- live big time college is, right? But I'm just telling you, like, just with Laura's experiences, uh, there's plenty of people who give less than a crap about COVID and and whatever, and have big hundred people parties that'll show up in your English class that'll show up on practice on, at six a.m. Exactly. Yeah. It. I don't know. It and have they talked at all about? I mean, changing anything? Because it sounded like they have put a lot of things in place to try to keep everybody safe, and they've jumped from that to straight cancellation. Well, I mean, yeah, it looks that way. You know, talking about this is a this is a report from Heather Dennage. It said the presidents are expected to meet at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. So if you're listening to the later show, there may be a decision on this. Uh, and, and, but they're still considering the to be the first Power 5 conference, this is the Big Ten, uh, to postpone fall sports. The majority of their athletic directors aren't ready to pull the plug, and that's in, that's in quotes, 
in uh, another, it's just another pivot to uh, to the first year uh, commissioner Kevin Warren. Uh, last Wednesday, the league went to great lengths to announce its ten game conference only schedule, uh, and, and then again the model, and, and that's what I don't understand. How, why go to and, and high school's done the same thing. So it's it's just it's like a. It's like a revolving door all the time because we're we're hurrying up to get a get a decision made. Well, then the next week more information changed that decision. It's like high school; they were hot to try to get a contingency plan in place for for high school football. Well, the next week Governor Lee lifts the executive order. Now we're playing next Friday. I mean, August twenty first, we're rocking and rolling. William Blunt comes to Maryville. I mean, it's happening. I'm wondering if these conferences cancel, will that affect anything locally for high school? I don't think so. I, I really don't. And, and the reason I say that, and they actually talked to uh, Childress, I can't remember what his first name is, but the, the director of the TSSAA, and they said uh, college won't have a bearing on local sports just because the travel's so much less. I can see uh, that. You're, okay. you're crossing four or five counties uh, versus you know college, I mean you're you're crossing states, you're on international airplanes. I mean there's just there's that whole dynamic, but um, which you can go to bus only. I know D one athletes will love that. Bus only. Bus only. There you go. Yeah. No AC. No. AC. No. No windows. Yeah. No, it's airborne. Uh, Can't do that. Can't no. Do that. Yeah. Windows. Oof. Uh, but m- multiple sources said the majority of the Big Ten presidents indicated they they would vote to postpone the football season, hopefully to the spring. Uh, but further conversations with their athletic directors Monday have changed the vibe. Uh, Big Ten spokesperson confirmed to ESPN on Monday night that the presidents haven't voted yet, and the athletic directors met earlier on Monday uh, that there were no further comments. Do you think – and I'm a conspiracy theorist, like, to the utmost, like – I know that's going to shock a lot of people. If you listen to this show, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, do, do you think that that it might have been a feeler? Like we're really thinking about canceling this thing or postponing it. Let's just let's just leak a little bit of it to see the response because I, I don't. I wouldn't put it past them because I mean that's real data. Well, somebody had to say something. Somebody had to get that out because it sounds like the ADs and the head coaches were a little blindsided by this because they're saying, hey, we want to we, we play. We want to have a season. Where did this come from? And you have these reports that are coming out, and so somebody is getting information somehow. It's getting leaked to you know people like writing these stories that they're getting information somehow. So somebody has to be leaking this info and – so I think you're right. I think there maybe is a little bit of this litmus test going on. Like let's 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 actually air this out and see what happens. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean it, it's it's getting out there somehow. As Austin Powers would say, it's a mole. It's yeah, a really mole. Yeah, in every conf. Because I mean, there's an article that I read that had a breakdown of every conference, mm. and it said, here's a schedule, and here's what they're all thinking. Mm. It's like. Where are you getting this to right. where you know what they're thinking? I mean, you're not getting it from well, the head coaches or the athletic directors. Yeah, and the presidents, you know, and I and we're going to talk a little bit later about how UT's handled this and how how they're they're kind of moving forward. They were they were a nice headline uh, or last night on the ticker 
uh, on the bottom of ESPN because the way they're they're handling this and 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 I think that that speaks to our new president chancellor, but also uh, speaks to what what the conference is is kind of the way they're carrying themselves. Uh, again, I, I I'm an SEC guy, so I like what we're we're able to do. We being the SEC, I don't I don't know that I can affiliate, but I, I feel like I should. Uh, but anyway, um, dissension is among the ranks in the Big Ten, Pac-12. Uh, a lot of teams are sitting here going, listen, I want to play. And if that means outside of the conference, then we'll do it. And and, and that's kind of where I want to take our first break of the day. When we come back, I want to talk about Nebraska. Nebraska says, I'm okay playing outside of the Big Ten. What does the Big Ten think about that? What does that mean for Nebraska? And is that a wound that won't soon heal? We'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. Who could play Nebraska? Could the Cornhuskers play SEC teams? We'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 2020 has been anything but predictable. But there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKVL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. 
a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help, they can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Got golf? iguanifarmsgolf.com 970-7132 Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, I'm I'm pretty stoked about how that first segment went. Just to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't talk about mowing or anything during that <laughs> segment. Is that isn't that a winner? But uh talking about mowing down, uh Nebraska kind of mowed down some friendships yesterday. I don't know that they meant to or if even if they did. But uh, Nebraska kind of came out rogue yesterday afternoon and said, listen, if we can't play in the Big Ten, we'll play anywhere. We'll play anybody. And I I don't know why. I've always kind of liked Nebraska, especially in their times when Tom Osborne had them rolling, other than the Orange Bowl with Peyton. I felt like that was a time I really didn't like them. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, but they're, they're a team that, that's always pretty tough, pretty hard-nosed, and they just – you know what? They just want to play football. And Scott Frost and, and the team kind of made that known yesterday. Uh, and then some some coaches like Jim Harbaugh and uh, and Ryan Day and those guys kind of followed suit. A lot of Big Ten schools are saying, listen, y'all didn't talk to us about whether we wanted to play football or not. And, and, and I think, uh, again, vested interest means a lot, right? I think, you know, it's it's that whole dynamic of who, who makes the decision and who who it impacts. Uh, those who are impacted have a lot bigger opinion. Uh, it's not a surface-level liability decision. It's a fifth-year senior that came back, i.e. Trey Smith, uh, saying, I want to play. I could have went to the NFL last year, but I came back. You know, there's those guys. But Nebraska just kind of they, – they kind of put their foot out there first and said, listen, we'll play outside the conference if that's what it takes. What do you think, what do you think about that? You like the Huskers? So – 
I, I, that doesn't bother me one bit. I mean, it makes their position very clear, and I think it puts a lot of pressure on the Big Ten and even maybe to a certain – well, when – I heard – so did they do – they haven't done that vote yet then, have they? Because I heard that there was two teams that voted to play, and it was Nebraska and, and Iowa. And Iowa. Yeah. And so for me – if if the school itself voted, I don't think he hurt any feelings within Nebraska. I would say, and and to a certain degree, I don't think he hurt any feelings anywhere. Who do you think should vote? Uh, I'd say you're. I mean, it's going to be the president. It's going to be the president of, of the college, sure. But do you think that's that's accurate though? Uh, yes. I think in 2020, you you let the athletic directors and coaches vote. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. And your 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 litmus check will be your players. Because if you vote and the players don't like it, they're going to leave. Well, I'm just sitting here, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you even call it devil's advocate. It may be just not very smart conversation. But in my mind, I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from the angle of what are you getting paid to do, right? And president, it's just the overall governing of the college, right? Of the university. The athletic directors about having positive spin on sports, having successful sports, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm looking at that coach. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, and I'm just looking back and I'm saying, Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, those guys, they never got to say when they had like their ninth ACL tear in the one season. I'm good. I, we're done. We're not going to play. We're, we're not going to do that. We're, we're just not going to do that. And what I'm getting at is, is I think they need a voice. Whether they, whether they, they get what they want or what have you, you're thinking the same thing I am. They need to vote because they're getting paid to win. They're getting paid to develop these kids, and I think ultimately they need to have a public stance on how they want to move forward because ultimately it means a lot to their players. You know, so and. Along your lines, talking about the ACL tears and things like that. So, these people have a responsibility to keep these kids safe, and that, and I, I think that is what they're looking at. So, when you have these presidents that are possibly thinking, "Oh, we may not have a season, or maybe we should vote on not having a season," and blah blah blah, they're taking the stance of, "I have my responsibility to keep my kids safe." And, you know, the athletic director has the same responsibility and so does the head coach. But in the same breath to that statement, you have ACL tears. You have bruises, broken bones, and this is all risk. And how is this risk anymore? So to me, now you're having to say, okay, is is this player safety any different than this player safety? Because there's always going to be risk. There's always going to be that. I mean, you could catch the flu from somebody out there on the field easily. And I mean, and we've never called a season for that. I just, I don't know. And, and I don't know. I, I have a very interesting opinion just because we're in a different spot. We're not athletes now. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not college students. We're not even college administrators, and you know, and, and not that that makes or, or or makes them any more smart or, or us less. But what I'm getting at is, is I look at a workforce out there uh, that goes to work every day, 
I go I, I go to work every day, and there's protocol in place. Have you went down any of these roads? Have you have you had diarrhea? Have you thrown up? Have you had shortness of breath, loss of taste or smell? Da 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 da. All of this protocol, heat check, temperature scan, what have you, whatever you want to call it, and you go to work with a face covering on. I think you can go through majority of practice with a face covering on. Walkthroughs, you can have a face covering on. You can do a lot of things with face coverings on. And and to me, if you don't have it when you show up to the football game, if that's all 22 players, all three phases of the football game, if neither team show up with it, they can't leave with it. I mean, do you think – is that – Well, and – Is that logical? I know that's not really if, what 2020 is. If they were in a bubble. No, I'm just saying, if you don't show up with the disease, you can't leave with it. What I'm saying, if, if both teams completely 100% don't have it, you can't leave with it. And I get the whole bubble thing. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, there's, there's a lot of things you can quarantine. There's a lot of things you can do at a football complex. I mean, Tennessee could literally, if, if they wanted to, and again, and, and I think you throw that option out there, you play or you don't play, but here's the rules. You're staying in the football complex. We'll bring the tutors to you. We'll bring food to you. We'll bring, you know, because, you know, it's kind of like what the NBA has done. A bubble. It's a bubble. But I I think you have to do that because to ensure that both teams show up without it and then leave without it, you have to make sure that at least for two weeks prior to that, they've not left anywhere because up to two weeks is what you can show without symptoms. So or anything. If, I mean, we're we're completely off off the topic right now, but spitballing a little bit. Yeah. What if you just What if you just spread the season out every two weeks? Or I mean, and go go to the site. So what I'm saying is, is say say Tennessee plays Florida in Knoxville. Two weeks prior to Week One, Florida's in Knoxville. We set up them a practice facility, whether wherever that may be. You know, whether that's over here at Maryville College or. Lord, I'd love that. I would heckle <laughs> from sun up to sundown. But anyway, anyway, total digression there. But but anyway, uh, you you bring them on on site for two weeks. You kind of bubble the two teams up, right? And, and then when when Florida leaves the next week, I'm just I'm putting it out there because the schedule's not firm yet. But say we're going to Georgia. Well, the Monday after Saturday that we play Florida, we're in Athens. And we stay in Athens for two weeks. So I think, I mean, the the problem with this is it's going to take a lot of time. And, I mean, look, look the NBA and the NHL are doing it right now. Well, yes, they're doing it really but well. But they put a lot of things in place well in advance to make this work. They well, worked out where we they have, were we going to go. A Disney. Hey, they could play at Dollywood. I mean, they put a lot of things in place way early on. You're going to play in these cities because they're close to your region. You know, if if they wanted if they were going to try to do the bubble thing, especially we've already said conference only, which is great because most of the teams in the Southeastern Conference are all right down through here. So, I think you you look at it and you say, okay, Knoxville, Athens, Gainesville, don't go to Atlanta. Those well, <laughs> don't yeah, you stay out of Atlanta. Th- those are Tuscaloosa, they're they those are your hubs. Period. Teams stay there; they don't leave. You play your conferences in those four in those four cities. 
Yeah, and and I don't understand why that's not why that's not an option. You know, they they take tutors on the road all the time. I think right now it's too little, too late. They so. should have already been trying to do this ahead of time, because you could do every two weeks, and that would probably work. But that's going to extend everything out way out. And I mean, if everybody's cool with that, then that's fine. It's no big deal. I'm good with it. I'd be okay with it too. But in the sake of keeping it's it, a bye week every game. I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah. It and and potentially you could stagger it, maybe to where you wouldn't have all games, two weeks, nothing. All oh games. yeah, yeah. Just and you alternate know, the two weeks. Yes. Yeah. And so, but I think unfortunately it may be too little, too late, and they, they didn't won't ask have us. That. They didn't. They, they should didn't have. Ask us. Well, yeah, I'll they vote. Have asked I'll us. vote. I'll roll right on in there and punch a ticket. Because now what it looks like is there's no bubble, and I'm going to go to my COVID party and not tell nobody, and then I'm going to show up and I'm going to play ball. I think it should be like zero tolerance on that stuff. If if they trace trace symptom oh, back to a COVID yeah. deal, like eligibility gone. Yeah, like done. But. Uh, kind of digress back to where we were. We were going to go with this topic is Nebraska. Nebraska says they want to play. Uh, Scott Frost comes out and says, you know, uh, we want to play. Me and my players, and then the athletic director kind of comes back. And then even in the state of Nebraska, a senator and the governor go on social media and say that they're they're pro uh, playing football. Um, what does that say about Nebraska? And then is there a is there a statement to be made? Could they could they be, I don't know, implemented into uh, some plans for another conference? Is that something that if if and that's a big if today if the Big Ten, Pac twelve actually cancel or postpone football, uh, can Nebraska should Nebraska be able to step in somewhere else? To me, what I think it says for Nebraska is they just want their position heard. That's all they've done is. Scott Frost is the spokesperson for his team. I would imagine, I would hope that he has talked to a lot of his players, if not all of them, and said, hey, what do you want to do? You guys all good with this? Okay, cool. I'm holding a press conference. And basically, he said, this is our position. And then for them to say, we'll play in any conference, I think they just, like you said, they just want to play. Could they get into another conference? I mean, Notre Dame did it. So yeah, I mean it, it, and I don't think it'd be that hard. I'm now, gonna, I'm gonna give one of Nebraska's uh, little beat writers a, a big shout out right here. His name's Stephen Sipple, and it's not that his name's Stephen Sipple, but he has pretty sweet Twitter handle. It's called at Husker Extra Sip. I mean, he he was the one beating this one yesterday as yeah. far as it goes, and he, he was talking about. He said they're on the practice field right now. That's all I know. And he said Scott Frost will talk at one thirty. Yeah, and and to me, I think they could try to get in to a conference, but again, it's going to be one of those cases of is it too close to the season? I mean, schedules are getting made. Can you can you input a Nebraska in there? I mean, maybe. I mean, they would play twelve games normally, right? Yeah, twelve, yeah. and so. You know, we're talking about 10 games conference only, so maybe it could be 11. You know, because, I mean, depending on what happens, Nebraska's only option might be SEC, can I play with you guys? Or ACC, you know, at this point. 
But the ACC, I, I got a feeling if if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 close their doors, I think the ACC will. The Big 12 is going to wait and see what the SEC does. And if the SEC says, nah, we're playing, I think the Big 12 plays too. I think they need to, honestly. Because I was sitting there, and, and this is sheer money. This isn't this isn't COVID. This isn't anything. But the sheer money the Southeastern Conference would stand to make if they were the only college football conference. Yeah. Because, I mean, they'd want to put it everywhere. I saw a buddy of mine, he posted on Facebook yesterday, Cameron, and he said, so – if the SEC is the only one that plays, does that mean we're automatic national champs no matter who Whoever wins? wins it. Yeah. Right? And then a bunch of people commented on either one and said, isn't that how it is every year? I was going to say, it ain't <laughs> far off. It ain't far off. It just takes a few more weeks yep. <laughs> to get it done. But um, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I, I like Nebraska for, for stepping out. You know, there's a lot of colleges that say they're, they're, they're their own entity, right? Uh, and they're, they're quiet right now. IE Penn State, IE Ohio State. Uh, a lot of those big-name schools that, that probably should be vocal at this point or not. Uh, and not that they're not in their own circles. I'm just saying nationally you're not I've heard some that. comments from their head coaches. Like I've heard Franklin said that they wanted to play. Oh, I, I knew he was going to talk. Yeah, but I, outside of their coaches, yeah. I've not heard nothing well, more. Well, and I think, I think their, their coaches are in that spirit of, you know, we went through summer workouts with the whole driving force that we're going to get to do something this fall and you're about to rip the rug out from under us. Like, yes. like there should have been some progression like we don't start mm-hmm. until we know we're good. And so I think that's what the coaches have beat around on. Uh, like I said, I, I'm interested in the Southeastern Conference's stance on this. I think Greg Sankey, he catches a lot of flack. You know, he's not Mike Slive. He's not the, the cool, calm, collected, older fella uh, that Mike Slive was. And honestly – I thought Mike Slive took the conference from from a great spot to a, I mean, I don't know, an astronomical position, right? And and so for for him to step in and, and really have a cool head uh, during all this, I think that speaks to to him some. So I, I give him a lot of credit. But another point that I, I I've wanted to made make today is is how how petty or how maybe lack of control. Does it make the NCAA look like with all this going on? To me, I think this is all happening 100% just completely void of the NCAA. Well, I think I think it shows that uh, it's it's a governing body that, that's not really good at governing. And I think it's yeah. a governing body without a commissioner, without a quote-unquote leader, grand potentate, whatever you want to call it, that uh, what does it mean? It's a it's a tagline. It's a it's a it's a money filtering situation that really isn't getting anything done right now because you have all these conferences going rogue right now. What it tells me is that they're one big issue away from we're done with you. We don't need you. We just proved we don't need you. Oh, I think no. That's what I'm saying. I, I think the, this this deal could very well spell the end for the NCAA. I, I hope so. I mean, because here's I'd the deal: it. you you could conferences can do their own thing. You know, it, honestly, at this rate, uh, it's it's a it's a face at this rate because you're not you're not facilitating, you're not making it to where there's an even playing field across all conferences. Uh, you're literally going, don't do that. No, 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 no. You don't. Oh, oh, he's doing it. Oh, okay. I mean, it's really like. It's one of those like daycares that's got too many kids and not enough helpers. 
it, and I am surprised at how quiet they have been throughout all this. You would think that since they are the governing body, they would step in and say what one school is doing, they're all doing, and we're going to make that decision. Well, it's, it's another one of those deals uh, it, because it's a slippery slope. If, if they had a good feeling that every school would want to shut down, I think they would do that because it's, we're erring on the side of caution. But when they've got the rogue SEC and, and carries a big hammer, I mean, the SEC is going to carry weight. Because, again, like you said, the Big 12 isn't saying, we're going to do this no matter what everybody else does. Everybody's looking to mm-hmm. the south to see what Alabama does, to see what Georgia does, to see what Tennessee does, and just looking at the conference and saying, if they play, I feel like we got to play. Because they don't want what you said. They don't want, well, the Southeastern Conference is the national champion. Because that also means, hey, it's a top 14 ranking for whoever your school is if you're a con- SEC That's fan. right. But, uh, but I'll say this. The conference is what it is. And, and, and like I said, I think it spells uh, the NCAA's lack of, of need anymore, the, the lack of control. And then either, either it, it spells the end of the NCAA or reform like we may never have seen before. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I am too. I'm okay with that. But, hey, let's take our last break of the day, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, I want to talk about the player's voice. We've talked about the coaches, the athletic directors, the schools in in general, what they need to to, to be able to speak out about in this COVID-19. But there's been a player movement that says we want to play. Uh, Both Tennessee, uh, you've seen Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, a lot of different players saying we want to play. Trump actually got on board yesterday as far as these kids have worked too hard not to be able to play. Uh, what does that say? What does that say that they've had to come out publicly that their voice wasn't heard when their schools and conferences made a decision? Where should their voice be heard, and how should it impact the decision that's made on college football, whether it's today in the Pac-12 Big Ten or whether it's over the next couple weeks for the rest of college football? We'll talk it all on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind Tuesday edition right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your donation of gently used items plays a critical role in the life of CARM stores. Another critical role for the thrift stores is those who volunteer their time and energy to help the CARM stores team. During this unique time, we're excited to invite you to a new volunteer event. CARM stores Sortapalooza gives you an opportunity to get out and give back in an outside open-air environment with physical distancing and other precautions taken to ensure your safety. This first-of-a-kind event is taking place at the new Coming Soon Carm Store location at 4748 Centerline Drive in Knoxville. The event runs until August 15th and only a limited number of volunteer slots are available each day to allow for appropriate spacing. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100 or shoot us an email at info at wkbl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Wrangler made their jeans for those who roll with the times. Whether you're a professional bull rider, hanging out with friends, or working, Wrangler has the style and fit for each occasion. And Rule King has the lowest prices every day on a huge selection of Wrangler jeans. And through August 16th, when you buy two, you can get one pair of Wranglers for free. Offer valid on all men's, women's, and youth jeans. Find the perfect Wrangler jeans, work shirts, and more at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
and welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, we uh, we took a hiatus, took about three shows off, and come back to a dumpster fire. Yeah, uh, college football is in shambles at the moment, and and really waiting to see what the outcome of the Pac-12 Big T- Big Ten is. I about said Big 12, but it takes 12 teams to get the Big 10. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, total digression there. But, it, you know, my last topic is is where should the players' voice be in all this? Um, I feel like that's the one side of this deal that we are assuming they want to play or we're assuming they don't want to play. I think there's, there's those player unions that have both said risk is too much side, and then there's also the we want to play union. I think there's a there's a silent majority, and I mean that majority, that that need to be heard, and and I don't know what that needs to look like, uh, you, you know, but my question is is one, where should their voice be? Should they be allowed to vote per se on whether this thing goes down or not? So, it, the, when we talk about this, what I hear in my head is that they need to have basically like a spokesperson. They need to have somebody like, like you mentioned. They need a gene up show, kinda, yeah. And and I think what that looks like is you probably are going to have that per school. And now it gets into an interesting avenue because do you have one for football? Do you have one for chess team? Do you have one for lacrosse? Sure. Oh, and I. I don't know. Here's my thing. Here's here's my take on the and, – and my next little question is, should they be able to choose if they play? I think in the year 2020, and I don't know how economically friendly this is, which is why my – you know, that's why that I'm not on that board. Mm. That's why I'm not getting asked those questions. But in my opinion, they're grown. They're 18 to 22-year-old, 23-year-old. And uh, in my opinion, they have the opportunity. Here's the deal. We're going to roll out this whole deal to the school. And we're going to say, you know, football, 85 scholarship players, walk-ons included, what have you. You get to vote. Are you willing to play? You have to and, – and lay the whole gamut out there. Make sure you understand your family dynamic. This is going to be the requirements. We're going to have to do these testing. We're going to have to bubble up, what have you, whatever that looks like. Bubble up. That That's a T-shirt and they're making right Bubble there. up. But – you make that decision. Yes, I can play. No, I can't. Yes, I agree to be in a form of, of really bubble situation, or I don't. No no loss of scholarship. If you choose not to play, then your 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 college maybe is still paid for, uh, but you're not required to play football this season, and it's a one-season deal. Uh, and, and then at the end of, of the deal, when the smoke settles, in my opinion, if you've got enough to play offense, defense, and special teams – Go play. If you don't, forfeit. It's the end of the deal. And then and then based on your conference, 14 SEC schools, if you have seven or more that can't play, season's over. See you bye. Well, or you combine conferences. Well, no, I think that's what, what you would end up post all that, right? Yeah. You would say, okay – Southeastern Conference, sanctioning-wise, there's these four schools out there that still are eligible to play. They have enough to play. They've agreed to this level of criteria. Big Ten, do you have four schools you can put into that mix? Here we go. Here's a new little twist. 
I think that would be great, and I think that would work. But the problem is the NCAA has to get out of the way and allow waivers. The NCAA is not doing anything right now at all anyways. Well, they've just clogged it up. They don't allow waivers. They say that that's I, – I can't remember the wording they used, but it was basically unfair on along the uh, unconstitutional lines. Leave the NCAA. <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're already going rogue and doing whatever you want anyways. Yeah. I mean, keep it going. NCAA says, I don't allow waivers. Kick like, the trash can over and just walk out. I don't care. Yeah. We're you, you. You're not in these schools. It's we're not, going to do waivers. Maybe you call it something else. Maybe yeah. you call them permission slips. Get your get your personal permission slip here, and fill it out for us. Yeah, your. Uh, it's not a waiver. It's a permission slip. Your PPS, your personal permission slip. Yep. And there you go, and you run with it, and then, at that point, you you create your own little conference that's void of NCAA. I see the XFL 2.5 right here. Yeah. The college FL. This, uh, we can't call it that. I was going to say the CFL, but... It's kind of already taken, right? Yeah. But... Uh, Dang Canadians. Yeah. Messing it all up. Well, Toronto won't even let them play baseball. I don't think we're yeah. going to go that way. But I don't know. I, I think the players have to be heard at a certain level. I, I think so, too. And, and I, think, I think it's... Uh, admit you if you ever want to have a conversation and know where somebody lies on this topic whether they're an administrator or a player's person ask them this question because no that needs to be an administrator make that decision because they know all the the da 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 here's the deal are you going to let students back on campus yes okay administrators are out of it in my opinion because they're the, you're telling me that that administrators know everything about every English class, about every biology class, mm-hmm. about every uh, you know lab that's going to be out there, every every you know drama class that's going to be out there. No, no, there's there's a whole lot more risk out there than there are football. You can somewhat control football. They go to workouts at this time. They go to class this time. They go to practice this time. They're around these guys. You know what have you? I mean, it's a it's pretty scripted. I mean, I knew somebody that played at a Division three school, and I saw how scripted it is. I'm assuming Division one probably has a helper at every level. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is, is if you're okay with having students back on your campus, then it really needs to come down to player X. Do you want to play? What do you think? And yesterday, uh, our our new chancellor and and Plow, Plowman, I think's her name, Deonda Plowman. Um, she's she's really good. She's done a really good job of getting out there, uh, you know, notably getting in the community and understanding Tennessee. But she just – they got in the indoor. There's there's pictures out on social media. Uh, they get in the indoor facility, social distances, of course, and uh, she just flat asked them, you going to play? And from my understanding, Tennessee, as a football team, said, yes, uh, we want to play. And uh, you, you look at some of the young leaders on that team, the the Henry Tuoto. You look at some of the older hands, as Trey Smith, you know, big time player, has an opportunity to really boost the draft stock this year. Um, you see some of those leaders kind of get vocal, and uh, and, and they they were really classy in what they did. A lot of them put stuff on social media. We want to play, but ultimately, Trey Smith said, "I'm not I'm not knocking any of these administrators, these presidents, or chancellors." Because um, I think they do a lot of great jobs in a lot of great avenues, but they need to hear our voice. Yep. Uh, when you make decisions, you need to understand where we're at. Whether that whether that ties into your decision or not, 
or whether it changes your mind or not may be indifferent. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he's saying you need to know where we're at. And I, I completely I agree. agree with it. I do too. Because that, that, that aspect of it, I mean, you, you have to hear that. You have to know where they're at. You have to understand where they're at. And then from there, you have to make a decision knowing how you're going to impact them. Because I really, you, you know, I really, I'm sitting here and I'm really, because I think it's that simple. And maybe maybe I'm simple-minded. Maybe, I mean, well, there's no maybe about <laughs> that. I think I've got years of experience telling you that that's it. But I think it's as simple as that. Can you play? Do you want to play? I and, mean, and some people be like, well, but coaches are going to kind of twist arms and do that. It's not about that. The NCAA, that's where they need to come in and manage that. They need to say, you will not take their scholarship away. Right. You will, you will not. And now, granted, will it put you at the bottom of the depth chart? Probably. But again, that's the decision you're making. If it's big enough that we're going to shut down college football, it was obviously big enough for you to say, no, I don't want to play. If you're that kind of athlete, you'll come back next year and get the spot back. Yep, there you go. So in, in my book, uh, the water has been muddy for a long time, and today the rocks are starting to show. Uh, we're going to see what the Pac-12 Big Ten does, what they what they choose to do moving forward, if they move forward. You know, I think the vote is really out there. Uh, for them to possibly shut it down. I think the uh, the fan response and, and the, the social media outpour yesterday, I hope, has an impact. Uh, I think we're in a, in a media day now that that can work. Uh, ask Greg Schiano. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a, it's a social media-driven world, and I, I think ultimately uh, we'll see some, some difference than what the, uh, the articles read yesterday. I, I think it'll look different. How that looks, I'm not sure. Uh, how the SEC and Big 12 respond and the ACC to what those two conferences do today uh, will be hopefully something we can talk about in the coming days. But uh, you, you've got a couple good models. Uh, you've got Major League Baseball who's struggling uh, because they can't keep their players in tune. And you've got the NBA and the NHL um, having it figured out. Yep. I mean, they're playing, exactly. they're playing with zeros. It's not, uh, it's not, oh, we had two tests positive this week. It's none. Yep. Uh, and have been that way. I guess the NBA's probably been close to a month since they've had a positive test. And I don't know. I, I haven't even seen the NHL actually reporting it's, records. But I, it, I, they have it set up where it'll be they, – they don't say any names or anything like that, right. but they've not had any either. But at the end of the day, and, and, and this is kind of in our closing comments, my opinion, if you haven't listened to any other part of this show, you need to listen to the players. Can they play or can they not? And then ultimately, uh, those who can play need to play, and those who can't stay at the house. Yep. I mean, that's my take. But uh, ultimately, we're, we're going to kind of grind out and see what the, the Pac-12 Big 12 do, does today, or Pac-12 Big 10. Again, it takes 12 teams to get a Big 10. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about what they have decided, not what they'll do, but what they've decided, hopefully, uh, on the show tomorrow. Don't miss Carson Crouch coming back on the show tomorrow. We'll talk NBA, and we'll talk the results of the votes from Tuesday. But you're listening to the Tuesday Grind. For for Jeff McIntyre, I'm Wayne Kaiser. You've listened. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.